Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Police responded to a 911 call. Dramatic video of gun insanity in the Bronx. Police releasing a new video of a person that they are still trying to track down. Defund the police is not the answer. Many people surveyed said they just don't feel safe in the city. It's a shooting outside of a store. This is Bo Deedles true crime. Police this morning are searching for the person who turned this Harlem platform to a crime scene. A Red Apple Media Podcast Network production. Now, here's Bo Deedle. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bo Deedle's True Crime Stories. Today, we have an amazing guest, uh, one of my alma maters. And, uh, you know, I'm still a member of the DEA. It's the Detective Endowment Association of the New York City Police Department. Some of the finest detectives in the world have come from there, and they now still include some of the finest detectives. And I had uh, the uh, great opportunity to work with some of the best, and we still have some of the best. And that's how we get these clearance rates. And a lot of people don't know about clearance rates. Clearance rates means like what's going on in Chicago, they have 80% of the murders in Chicago don't get cleared. That means we don't catch the person who's killing somebody. I think it's kind of important if you're a detective to solve the crimes. But we got today with us Scott Monroe. Now, Scott Monroe has been a New York City police detective. He's also the secretary of the DEA, the Detective Endowment Association. Scott, welcome to the show. And let's, let's first of all, introduce yourself a little bit about your background, okay? Thank you for having me on the show, Bo. It's, it's a real honor to be here and experience. Um, <clears throat> I've been a det- I got out of the job in 1992. I was assigned to the 7-7 Precinct. Uh, after the 7-7 Precinct, I, we went into the Brooklyn North Task Force, where we were able to uh, go into the Brooklyn North Auto Larceny. Mm-hmm. From there, um, we, we were very fortunate to be able to go to the, to, to the Elite Auto Crime Division. Auto Crime. OCCB, Organization. Organized Crime Control Bureau. Um, I was able to get under there under uh, Lou Adamone at that time was, you know, uh, very heavy on going against the crime. Louie Louis was one of my lieutenants in the yeah. original street crime. Yeah. And he wanted to take people from the order larcenies instead yeah. of taking hooks yeah. uh, into into these details that knew how to do warrants and knew how, you know, ID cars mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. Um, I then was promoted there to a third grade detective. Mm-hmm. And then I received... Uh, second grade detective there. And then I received first grade detective there. And um, later on in t- in 20, 2008, I ran for the Detectives Endowment Association. I ran for the executive board. I had lost that, that election. Did you run for president? No, I ran for the sergeant arms spot, okay. which was on the executive board. Yeah. Uh, I lost that. They felt that I should I should be running for a lower uh, spot on the board, not directly to the executive board. Okay. Um, so then I waited, and I ran in 2000, uh, 2012, and I won the welfare uh, spot in, in Queens. And um, then I was elevated. Uh, Mike Paladino elevated me to the sergeant arms spot. 
and 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 then I was elevated by uh, Paul DiGiacomo to the secretary spot, and this is where I sit now. Okay, very good, very good. And uh, so basically, what that means is you're the secretary of the DEA. What are some of the things that you do as a secretary of the DEA? Um, basically, we take all of the uh, the notes, whatever the, the under the president's direction, um, yeah. the, whatever he wants us to do, I, I do. Uh, I deal with political action, strategic planning, anything to do with what, what they ask me to do, I, I, I do on a daily basis. We go right. to all of the, you know all of the functions. Uh, actually, I'm going to uh, Detective Familia uh, six years today. Yeah. I'll be heading up to the Bronx uh, for that at twelve, and. Um, that's when, what when I when I was running for mayor of New York until uh, Big Bird de Blasio threw me off the Republican line, the Democratic line. He had his lawyers there on some uh, technicalities. And that creep, that was when uh, the uh, female officer got shot and killed. I actually went to Dominican Republic in three cities. I was there. To, I went to the churches there. You know, a lot of people don't know. I think we have a, a, a million population of Dominicans in New York City. It was a very important thing. And, you know, I, I wouldn't stop running, even though I had no online. And then election day, people couldn't even find me on the on the ballots. I think the guy who hijacked planes was uh, got more votes than me. And it was done purposely by Big Bird de Blasio. He wasn't afraid of Malatakis. He was afraid of me because I went after him with all his corruption and about the Operation Thrive with him and his criminal wife. And I went after him and I continued to go after him. And he didn't want me in there. But uh, that was a tra tragic thing. And then I ended up through the Daily News, I believe, up in Rayo's restaurant, I gave the family a check, I think, for $10,000 for, for the family there of the familia. And that was one of our terrible tragedies that happened during that period of time. Now, you know, um, so Scott, basically, you now are in the union. And uh, as a detective, as a real detective, you know, what's going on today, a lot of people don't understand, you can't go to college, you can't learn to be a detective with a PhD or a master's degree because everybody's into this education crap. And I always said, you know, I didn't go to college, but I have a doctorate of the street. It's learning from great detectives, which I learned from working with them, that you learn to be a good detective. Also, it's something that God gave you. And I'm going to talk about that because it's very important. It's like a sixth sense. It's non-tangible. You, you don't understand how you got this feeling. And uh, you know, one of the big cases, Tom Colloran and I, my partner, Tommy, God rest his soul, we broke the case of the nun rape. It was the most heinous crime in New York history. And uh, in the book, One Tough Cop, first 90 pages, it talks about this sixth sense of hunches and feelings that you get. And I tell everybody out there, Really fine-tuned detectives have that, and they know when they got a feeling when they talk to a witness, or if they don't talk to, if he's telling them or she's telling the truth or not, and it's it's non-describable. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yes. With that, Scott. Yes. And you can't teach it in detective school. Right. You could go to all the college classes you want, right. John Jay College of do 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 do, but right. the only place you're going to learn about the street is working the street interviewing people, looking in people's eyes, knowing if they are telling the truth or not. You can interview a CEO of a corporation who's uh, embezzling money, or you can interview a murderer who killed somebody. It's the same feeling. You understand what I'm saying yes. with that? Yes. And that's something I think, Scott, that people don't understand. We're getting rid of the greatest detectives, and now they're hitting the ages where they all want to bail out. They all want to get their pensions, get the... Uh, now we have people who are becoming detectives with three three years on the force. Really, the experience level has been diminished, and I'm worried about it. I mean, part of the thing, if 
I had any say in it, which I don't. I would try to get some of the great detectives to stay on and give them some kind of a incentive monies to stay on and keep some of these great detectives there. Because if we lose them, what do you think about that, Scott? Well, that's a very good point. I really think we're losing people every day. The experience that we're losing here is, is they're just going to other agencies, DA's offices, and different private sectors. Um, it's important, you know. When I when I had first became a, um, you know, was I was in 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 the eighteen month track to get my shield. Yeah. You know, I I I counted on those senior guys to show me, and yeah. you know who the senior guys were that had the experience, yeah. the guys that had you know white taps and bugs, and that you wanted oh, to learn all warrants, and warrants. Stuff, yeah hitting locations yeah. and the biggest thing was confidential CIs. Mm-hmm. Uh that was I love that. That was the best and of course testifying on a stand, but you only get that from learning from them. You don't get that from a book. You yeah. don't get that from anywhere else. Well, for taking and, a test, you don't get it. Right. And what, what's happening right now is like the the job has changed drastically. I seen I seen a job change um just like when you would go down to the DA's office and speak to a DA yeah. in person. You would go you would never go down with a boss. Now they got a, a boss. Yeah, you can't even go and make an arrest without conferring with the DA. Right. We used it's, to make an arrest right. on uh, what what was the what was the grounds of an arrest? Reasonable cause to believe. Right. And you as a detective had that right to make the arrest. You didn't have to confer with the DA. Uh, Mr. DA, uh, can I go to the bathroom, please? I'd like to lock up this guy on assault in the first degree. He shot the guy four times. Well, you have to wait till you talk to the DA. And then you talk to this, and I don't want to get political, but there's a lot of DAs in, in New York County and other counties that I I just worry about the prosecution levels that we have and the, re, and the, the repetitiveness and what's going on with the state Senate and the state assembly with all this bail reform. I mean, it's got to come back the other way. And now we're talking about 16, 17, 18 year olds that are now gangbanging, shooting people and being released. And now this newest thing is to erase any misdemeanors and felonies after so many years off their record. I mean, what are we doing here? Crime is just going to be the, it's just going to increase, increase because the same People are repetitive that are committing these crimes. And one of my th- big things with Mayor Eric Adams, who I'm still supportive of, and I tell Eric, let me work on one thing, this gun repetitiveness, these people being locked up over and over. There's a federal law we could use tomorrow, and we have to use the East and Southern District of locking people up who've been convicted felons. Once we start doing this, you'll see the shootings go down because the people who are doing the shootings over and over will be in jail federally. And we don't have to deal with these uh, liberal DAs or these liberal uh, uh, with this new policy in our New York state with this bail reform. This is horrible. And the advent of George Floyd, I had two commissioners on here prior to you. I had Bratton and I had Kelly on here on our show. And they all said, since this George Floyd thing had happened, it has was it took the police back so many years because every cop, every cop out there trying to do the job, are now looked upon as being corrupt and 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 Nazis and and now the police have taken their undercurrent out of them and we've taken the heart and soul of policing out of them and it's horrible, Scott. It's horrible. Yes, sure is. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. 
That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. I mean, the only thing we have left is people to stand up and try to say, look, it, I'm tired. And the most important thing I always say is the victims. You know, when we have 21,000 murders in 2022, gunshot, uh, gun killings across the country, and 80, 85% of them are um, 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 blacks, and they're being gunned down by other blacks, and no one wants to put their finger, Chicago, 800 dead, no one cares. Isn't that what's going on across this country? And who are the victims? My black communities. And me as a cop and detective, when I ran for mayor, it's funny, I always said I was the black, uh, I was a servant for the black community. I got 3% black in me, so I identify as a black, partially a Sicilian. So basically... I just can't believe that no one cares about that little five-year-old girl getting shot the other day. And they're the victims. And I want to scream out, we have to all ban. It ain't cops against blacks. It's cops helping blacks to take the crime element out of our black and Hispanic communities and start supporting cops. And I think that's one of the most important things that Mayor Eric Adams and the police unions, I mean, we've got to support people that are going to change the direction of this city and the crime element. You know, I I mean, Scott, I'd like to hear from you because it's important. I know there's an election coming up eventually for the DEA president and all that. And I, I like to talk to you about things in your mind as far as what you feel is what the evidence is out there, what you would like to succeed in in running a union and supporting, obviously, Eric Adams and supporting what we want to do with crime. Well, the hardest thing, uh, <clears throat> Bo, now is like convincing the people of New York. And I think we really we, we, we are in, in, in a lot of cases uh, to have trust in us and um, from funding um, that this union gave that Paul Giacomo approved us to do these funding of giving out turkeys and doing all kinds yeah. of stuff during covid feeding the families. And we were out there showing the community that we do care. Yeah. And we're here to protect them. Um it's just uh, we've been doing a lot of that. I had an idea of getting, which I got from somewhere else in a different part of the country, of getting suits for young gentlemen to go on job interviews. So detectives have suits. I probably got about thirty in my in my I, that I don't even wear anymore. That we could bring They'll in. Come back in style. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that we could bring in for these young men. To, to wear suits on job interviews or to the prom and dealing with community affairs detectives and mm-hmm. getting that word out there uh, and, and our ideas. Um, that's basically, you know, where, where, where the union uh, is going. And, uh, and, you know, and, and, and again, you know, we got uh, uh, 
we got the uh, president, uh, Giacomo, you know, is the president of the DEA now. And, you know, he's doing a great job. And I, I know he's going to age out and all that kind of stuff. But I think I think uh, the heir apparent should be somebody that understands what the union's all about. And you've been around it long enough to understand. But you look at both sides. You got to look at the political side and you got to look at the union side. Right. You got to support your membership and your rank and file. But also, we got to walk that line where we got to be political, too. You know, one of my one of my things was all the time is the youth that's out there. And I'm working together with uh, Chancellor Banks on an educational software that is called uh, Beable. And what Beable is about, be able to do anything you want. And we have to catch them at five, six years old. We can't wait till they go into college where they can't uh, read and write. We got to catch them there and let them know that they could be anything that they want to be as far as uh, if they want to be a teacher, a lawyer, a cop, a fireman, a trade union, an electrical or plumber, anything they want. But part of my idea was always getting detectives and cops and pay them a little overtime instead of criminally open up some high schools and have like mentor programs where they can have these kids come in, where they can help them get jobs and take their lives into an area that there is more than just looking at the gangbang. There's more than just looking at a rap guy with gold teeth, with diamonds in their head, and all of a sudden driving around with a Rolls Royce with 50 chains. They got one guy opening up a trunk of a car with a with million dollars throwing it on the ground. That's not what life is about. What life is about is being successful. Also, if you're blessed with being a father of a child, that's your responsibility. These are things I really believe cops, detectives, and even NYPD police officers should be brought in as tutors for these young kids in our minority neighborhoods and have a tutor system set. That would be something I'd like to talk to Eric about because if we could catch them young enough, we can let them know that's not the way you go. You have all the opportunities in the world. I was at Geraldo Rivera's 80th birthday this past weekend out in the Hamptons, and there was a fellow who was a professional golfer, a, a black gentleman. I'm sorry I don't remember his name, but he's one of the great guys that I've ever spoke to, and he says, you know what, Bo? Look where I am. I'm very fortunate. I am a person that has come through bigotry and all that kind of stuff. But right now, the opportunities there for black Americans are beyond anything. And the opportunities are there. And with the advent of what's going on in this country, we have to let people know we're all one. And when you pledge your allegiance to the flag, it's not black America. It's not white America. It's not Asian America. It's all about... Americans, and we're all one. And we st- And when we stop subdividing this nonsense, I think that will be the answer to what where we got to go with this. You know, real fast, Scott, your son, who's junior, Scott Monroe Jr., uh, went through a really terrible ordeal. He had an off-duty incident out on Long Island where there were certain people, and this guy Resnick, who I knew, uh, was the chief of internal affairs, which I was very happy when uh, Phil Banks chopped his head off. <laughs> he was collecting two pensions, and he went, and he had a lieutenant there, and they went after your son over something that was just a nothing, and they ended up taking, uh, suspending his job real fast, 50,000 feet. What happened with that? So— Basically, they don't like. They didn't like me as a union. 
official in any yeah. capacity. Resnick, I sit down with Resnick ne- never liked uh, yeah. me. I we were very cordial. And la- ladies and gentlemen, Resnick was the chief of internal affairs, but he was collecting he was collecting a pension of from the police department, one hundred and eighty thousand. Then all of a sudden, he was making two hundred forty one thousand as deputy commissioner. They changed the title. Now you're collecting okay, up almost five hundred thousand dollars a year. But go ahead. And then Resnick was in there, and he was a little bit of a cockhead. He thought he could control everything. And I guess this is one of the issues where you were the sore thumb in them for certain issues. What was the reason why Resnick had a hard on for you? I speak up. I speak up for the, I speak up for the members, and he he did not like that. Uh, I would do these hearings for our detectives when Which I was a welfare right, officer. That's your job. That's my job. Yeah. I wasn't there to, you know, to kiss him on the lips and give him a bottle of wine. Yeah. I was there to do my job. And um, so when your son got jammed up, all of a sudden he surfaced, sent a couple of dickheads in there right. to take him out. Correct. What happened? Good. So the people, uh, they they got uh, the, the the lieutenant and the inspector and the sergeant that they used to, to go out um, to go after my son on a case that uh, supposedly happened a year prior. Um, yeah. It was closed and everything was was fine, but Resnick had reopened the case, and he had the a detective and a sergeant go out, reopen the case, and so have, he got in a beef off duty in a volunteer fire. Fi- is correct. that volunteer volunteer fire, fire department? Yes. Right, he got in the beef off duty. That was something right. I don't like you. I don't like you. But right. he had a couple of beers, but right. you know, which happens all the time. Right. So then they made it into a major crime. Yes, there was an alleged assault that happened. Assault never happened. Um, Suffolk County did not make the arrest, did not want to make the arrest on, on, on my Who's son. Who was the DA out there then? Um, it wasn't Tierney, um, the one, um, Sini, Sini. Sini did not, they did not want to make the arrest. Um, they said he broke his nose. They interviewed people that this kid was on a cruise two weeks prior. Yeah. Well, Lamp hit him in the face. Oh, really? Yes. So they tried to blame the broken. Correct. So his face was uh, and and they Suffolk County did do the right job and they interviewed those people. And that's why the arrest. They interviewed the witnesses from the cruise from the the cruise. And they realized he got his nose broken. They didn't even try to say your son broke. Yep. Very good job by the detectives Uh, of Suffolk County. Good. A year later, Resnick sends his henchmen out here to have the, the complainant to reopen up the case. And they reopened up the case. On what grounds? They have up to two years on a misdemeanor to reopen up the case. So they reopened up the case. They modified my son. And then they had him arrested and um, Arrest arrested. On felony or misdemeanor? A, a misdemeanor uh, assault. assault two. Yeah. Assault. Okay. So, um, assault three. Assault three, I'm sorry. And then, um, you know, my son took it to court. We hired one of the top lawyers, Tony LaPinta out in Long Island. I know LaPinta, good man. Uh, Anthony uh, represented my son. Yeah. And uh, we, the day we went to trial, they offered my son a violation, no fine, if to walk away from it. We a were, department trial? Or no, this is criminal, uh, criminal Suffolk County? Suffolk County criminal And they were going to ACD it? Yeah, they gave him a violation. They told him- ACD yeah, also. Basically, what they he pled to was being disorderly in a public meeting. Okay, so then he goes to the department trial? No, department. there was no department. So he then goes to, um, he, he, he um, the job- Motum. Shea doesn't listen. Okay, so so now what people out there is you have two different trials. You, you have a criminal trial, which was taken care of. No, 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 no crime, no thing. Then you got to face a department trial. Go right. Ahead. So prior to the department trial, instead of him getting his due process, yeah. they demoted him. Resnick had him demoted. So he was a detective and knocked him down, back down to a cop. Yes. Go ahead. So we continued to fight this with Tony LaPinta mm-hmm. and some of the union lawyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, some... 
private investigators, retired detectives on the case. Yep. And we investigated Resnick and IAB. Okay. And um, probably never done before. So, we, so in other words, you were trying to show that this was a selective enforcement. Correct. This shouldn't even have been done right. by the internal affairs. Right. They should have been out there really getting bad right. cops, stealing, selling drugs. and But, no, but of course, it was your son. Resnick right. got a hard on for him, and then the, there was a lieutenant that was involved with this. Right. And, and that same lieutenant got served the subpoena. What did he do? Oh, so the lieutenant. Well, is he still on the job, the lieutenant? Yes, he is. Uh the lieutenant, uh, the funny thing is that happened when it was thrown out of internal affairs by Resnick in 2016 because they falsified integrity tests. Wow. Yes. So in other words out there, integrity test means they leave a wallet behind with some money in it right. and they set a cop up to see if they're going to take it or turn it in. Go yeah. ahead. So they tried to set up another board officer's son, Joe Calabrese, mm -hmm. in the 6-7 precinct. But- he smelt that test was bad. It was no good. So they had a hard on for the detective and dominant association so. guys because you guys were sticking up for the detective, which is your job. Right. Whether you're being the PBA, that's your job. Go right. ahead. So Resnick uh, um, secretly moved them out. No charges, no nothing. The sergeant and the lieutenant sent one, one, one to the 111, one, one to the 88. We yeah. found all this out. A year later, uh, under the inspector, they snuck him back to, to inspections, which is part of IB. The over, Resnick overlooks inspections, the low stuff, yeah. and the and and IAB. the big heavy stuff. So they snuck him back, and he had my son's case. Just the same lieutenant. Oh wow! So how does this happen? How do you how do you do that? So this is when they went after your son. Yes, they okay. brought him back. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. So they brought him back. He was served a subpoena um, to go to criminal court. Who which was we, served um, The lieutenant. Okay. Okay. And they served him with a subpoena. He's tried choking out a fellow lieutenant for accepting the, the subpoena. So what? Did, Nothing happened to him. <laughs> so in other words, was the other lieutenant still on the job, or he's, was he's still on? Well, he's no, retired was he on now. the job when he served the subpoena? Yes. So when he when he served this lieutenant uh, Dandelol or whatever his name it? is. Right. So he then, the guy, Dandelola strangled the- uh, Yeah, he tried <laughs> fighting in the, in the office and they did not, no one no one got notified. Internal affairs didn't get notified and all, none of that. So that's basically what happened in that end of it. And, and then we just kept fighting the fight. You know, we were taking it to the trial room. We said we're taking it to what the trial room. What happened to Dandola? Room. Is he still on the job? Dandola received, I think, 12 or 13 charges now. And he sits up on the second floor at 1PP. So he's still under. He's still in the detective wow. bureau. If if that was me or anybody else, we would be, uh, you know, counting cars somewhere at the pound. Wow. Um, so his trial is is coming oh, so up. So he's soon. facing a department yes, trial. Thirteen charges, I believe. Wow, I believe wow, thirteen wow, charges. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, look at what happened to your son. I mean, and then what was the bottom line with your son? The bottom line was my son and his reputation. My son was in auto crime. He was up on phone lines. He was an investigator yeah. at CIs, working yeah. hard. His career went right down the tubes once they arrested him, and they did that. Um, now he's presently in. Um, he's in major case robbery. He I got a shield back. He got a shield back. So he's the detective again. Yep. Yep. So all this bull crap, your son's back, you got a shield back, right. and he's in good graces with yes. the department. The only one that has a problem is the lieutenant that went after him that was right. uh, steered by Resnick. And they let the captain 
I wonder if they're going to bring Resnick in, subpoena Resnick in to testify. Well, he should. Um, I, the the other funny thing with this thing is they let the captain retire and the and the, and the inspector. I'm surprised this lieutenant didn't put his papers in. He can't he's now because he's under trial. Yes. Right. So he should have put his papers in. Yeah. Yeah. How many years does he have on the job? I think he has some military time. Um, I think he's got 25. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 you know the, the shocking thing is that how many other people did he do this to? Mm-hmm. And, no, you know, no one wanted to make noise because it was, uh, you know, another cop. It was, a, but this was a bad cop. Well, let, let me tell you something, Scott. If it makes you feel good, they had a seat. It used to be popular. Street. It was Internal Affairs, uh, IA, IAD, Internal Affairs Division. They had a chair for me down there on Popular Street. Yeah. <laughs> it was the wow. Bodiedle chair. They came after me every turn, everything I did, because I was a very, 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 I turned away from no guy. I went after the gang members, and today I probably... I would probably be doing time in attic. I never killed nobody. So let's get that off the table. But if there was bad gangs out there extorting people and beating people up, I went out and I straightened them out. And it was a different time. Today, I could not be a cop or a detective today because I just believe in, you know, you, you get sworn in to fight against crime. And that's what I tried to do. But it wouldn't work today. All I no. want to be is try to be someone that is understanding about what cops and detectives go through. And I think that's part of it. But and basically, you know, it's something that you 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 went through something that was terrible. Then your son was able to go through something right. that was terrible. And, uh, you know, I love this job. I still bleed cop. I had a little incident out, out in um, Sag Harbor. Was, I was doing an investigation. The chief out there is a great guy out there in Sag Harbor. And, you know, all I could say is uh, one thing about me, once a cop, always a cop. To this day, if I'm in another state and I see a cop car pulling over somebody, I pull behind them. Right. And I pull out my badge. I still got a duplicate badge. Yes, I'm, yeah. maybe maybe I'm committing perjury or doing right. something wrong. I have my duplicate detective badge, and I just yell at the cop. I says, uh, retired detective, just let him know that he has a backup. Because I always say, once a cop, always a cop. And I really would protect police officers and all that. Did we have some bad ones, especially like the Dowds from my old alma mater, the 7-5? That was horrific, what this creep did. Right. And it was a person killed with that. And, uh, you know, it's something that I love policemen. I love detectives. I love who's there. You know, the Giacomo's there, PBA, everybody. I'm still a cop in my heart. And I still want to help from the outside. And, you know, Scott, when you run... I hope you're running for uh, for the presidency. I know that my friend is, is is aging out, the Giacomo, and he's doing a great job. But you know, he's got a Paul's got to age out, and we need somebody in there that's going to be a cop's cop, a detective's detective, to lead the rank and file and stand up for him, right. and not be afraid politically not to stand up. But you also need the political side too. You got to be able to walk that tightrope. And I think you're the kind Absolutely. of guy that I would endorse t- to be my. DEA president when it's your time, which may be coming up soon. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I, you know, everything's um, everything's going well. I have another son on a job that's in narcotics in, yeah. in Queens, and I had a, my third son when everything going on the way he saw everything, yeah. just how this job was operating yeah. under the uh, under the direction of Resnick. Um, he didn't want to come on his job, and wow. it was a shame. It was wow. it, it was very disappointing that he didn't want to come on the job, um, and it's and it's sad actually. But I will tell you this, uh, Bo, the administration that's here now 
It's not like the last administration. It is not. Uh, I, I, I believe. It's uh, a lot better than de Blasio. Yes. And I believe uh, the way internal affairs is handling handling things yeah. much differently. Who's in charge of internal affairs now? Uh, Chief Iglesias. Yeah. Uh, very fair. Yeah. And um, I it's totally different. What went on? Years past yeah. is not going on here with this administration. Well, that, that's, that's that I will tell that's you. That's refreshing. That's refreshing <laughs> to hear, Scott. And listen to me. So now, if our listeners want to jump on your bandwagon here and support you in any way, or listen to what Scott Monroe has to say, how do they get to you? Well, you can, they can contact me at the uh, union office. We have uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And now, uh, and what is that under? It's under Detective Scott Monroe. Detective Scott Monroe, M-U-N-R-O. Yes. Detective Scott Monroe, you're on the uh, Facebooks uh, and all that yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. So they can find you there. And, right. uh, you know, Scott. LinkedIn. I'm, yeah, LinkedIn, LinkedIn yep. and all yep. that. I'm just very, very glad and very proud you came in this morning. And you know, when, maybe we're going to have, uh, maybe we're going to invite uh, my DEA president, Paul DiGiacomo, to yeah. come on yeah. and see how he feels about the situation in right. New York City. And uh, he's always welcome, like anything. Right. I welcome everybody. We're all one. We're all cops, and I really thank you for coming on. God bless you, son. I appreciate it. I, love, I, I, I enjoy this. I enjoy that I, I met you. The retirees are very important to me. I'm very still a member. I pay dues. Yes, yes. And, uh, and the retirees well, are very thing, important. One more thing. One more thing fast on the way out. With this new thing about retirees, with the new health health thing, do you feel positive with that or what? We're going to have to fix all that. Yeah, we're going to have to. I'm not to, talking about yeah. the health, the new health I, I did go to the class. Um, what I did learn was funny, not funny, but out in Long Island, um, they will not cover you at Stony Brook University. That I did learn. But they told me HHS they're covering. Right. They're covering all these major hospitals. Right. Why is it Stony? What I could, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I went to the. Um, well, that's going to be the, when you become. Right. We'll fix it all that. Yeah, I want you to fix that. I think Paul, Paul's trying to fix well, it. Paul, I mean, Paul needs help with that. Right. I'll, I'll help Paul with it right now because people can't forget about the retirees. Right. You know, I look at them. Of course, I had good fortune in my life. God's been blessing me. All of them don't have good blessing and they need their health insurance. And right. Paul, if I can help you anything with Stony Brook or anything with a health benefit for the retirees, because we're all going to be retired one day. Yep. And uh, to all the cops out there across this state, city, and this country, right. all I got to say is I support you across the board. And even my friend over there in Sag Harbor, I support him for fully. Right. The chief of the Sag Harbor Police Department, I support him fully. And all the cops out on Long Island and across this country, God bless you and your family. And thank, thank you, you, Scott, for being no, here. Thank you. Have a great, great day. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Okay, I want to thank everyone for tuning in and Scott Monroe today for uh, Bo Deedle's True Crime Stories. And remember, any questions you have, you could get me at Bo at investigations with an S.com, or you could call me and you know how to get me. And I'm on LinkedIn, uh, I'm on Facebook, so I'm on all that stuff. But please, any suggestions you got you want me to bring on the show, you're welcome. Thank you very much and have a great and happy belated 4th of July to everyone out there. Thank you. Thank you.